Hey everybody, welcome to Love the Nilsons. I'm Thomas. My name is Alyssa. And we're here to share our story. Discuss relationships. Talk about raising our kids. Be advocates for mental health. Share our faith. And whatever else life may throw our way. Let's do this. Woo! Hey friends, welcome back. I just want to throw this out there. I don't brag very much about the food that I make because it's usually pretty mediocre. But tonight, whatever. Tonight, the tacos I made, woo, so good. Alyssa, let's backtrack. Your food is always really good. Well, I joke that you can eat dirt because you'll just well, I'm take, not you'll picky. Just eat anything. I'm not picky, but that doesn't mean you're not a good cook. Alyssa makes great food, and she made homemade corn tortillas tonight. It was so good. I just I don't just know tooting why. your own horn to start off this episode. <laughs> I like it. It was just so good. I don't I don't know why I got the urge to like make our own corn tortillas i think it's because i started buying some from trader joe's and they're so good and we kept saying like oh my gosh these taste like homemade corn tortillas those did taste like and so i wanted to see what homemade corn tortillas would actually taste like and so we did it and i tried a new chicken recipe and i had some really yummy pickled onions we had a it was a really good dinner. I don't usually Mexican I don't usually put that much house. time into our meals because you know La Casa de Nilsen <laughs> esta noche. So if you want the recipe for any of those things, just uh, slide into our DMs <laughs> as the kids say these days. Send it to you, but um, anyway. Anyway. Here we are another week, another episode. We're we're day late, but and a few dollars short, but you we're know we're a lot of dollars short. This podcast, <laughs> oh. this podcast is bringing it in for us. But um, happy to be here another week. Um, good week, I'd say it was a pretty good week. We're not here to recap our week per se, but it's just fun to think about. Yeah. Another week gone by, and time mm-hmm. flies when you have fun things and when you're healthy. Positive, yeah, things are positive and. We want to talk, so we've already done a podcast about how our kids are doing in their mental health, because that's a question that we've actually got gotten a lot, just, you know, how are your boys doing through all of this? Um, but I would say the next common question is how, how are we doing mentally? Um, which I appreciate that that's a question, and I... I don't know if this is because we're so open with our mental health that people feel... Like, it's easier to ask us that question. Let's roll with that. I like that. I'm not really sure, um, but it's a question we've gotten a lot. And, I mean, we've mentioned on here before, it's something that, like, our actual doctors have talked about quite a bit from the very, very beginning, um, right after, I mean, I remember just probably the Your day first or two stint in the waking up from a surgery. Like, the doctors are like, you know, this is terrible. Physically, you feel absolutely terrible, but... Or more worried about your mind, which I'm like, I was like, how are you worried about my mind? Because my how body. They said hurts. they were more worried. It was gonna it was, linger long, gonna... linger longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish everybody could have seen Alyssa's eyes light up when she said "linger longer," realizing that she said a common <laughs> phrase used for when church you activities. have a church activity or you. Everybody brings food for a potluck after church is over, so everybody lingers longer. Anyway. <laughs> so Alyssa's eyes just... <laughs> it's the little things, folks. It's the little things. But yes, um, our mental health. So here we are, six months out, 
physically, I mean, you've been pretty much okay physically. Most I've of exercised day. the last two days. Yeah. So crushing it there. But physically, we both are doing good. I feel like the last month for me, I have been doing exponentially better physically. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps with physical therapy and this new doctor that I'm seeing that's trying out some new treatments and chiropractor appointments and so many things. So, so many appointments still, but, but physically, seriously, so, so much better. And so I think we've now had the chance to kind of focus on our mental health a little bit more. So we just kind of wanted to touch on that. So I would say first we can just kind of... I was going to say, do we want to rewind a little bit? I think, I feel like now that we're talking about it, I feel like we've alluded to the fact or at least mentioned, like, the status of our mental health during this pregnancy. Yes, we have talked about We've that. talked about how we were in a pretty good state, and we felt like that was, you know, we were just doing a good job. But now <laughs> hindsight, we're like, well, that was divine intervention that we had both been taking such good care yeah. of ourselves mentally because of the hell that we were about to go through. Um, so I guess we don't have to rewind. I was thinking we hadn't talked about that, but we have. So, but I guess what we did discuss that we wanted to talk about was what we had done in the past. So while I was pregnant to then be ready. And so, I mean, even if we have talked about that, just kind of like a refresher on that. So essentially just a quick recap of this during this last pregnancy. You're yeah. Talking about so just a quick, just a quick recap, like, and we've talked about this, um, a, a decent amount here, but just after both of our boys were born, your mental health was not good. Yeah, it was It was pretty rough. I hope that sounds as cool as it sounded in person on the podcast. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was really good. It was pretty rough. And so when, I don't even remember if it was before I got pregnant or when I was pregnant, I was like, okay. She sat me we down. Are, we are not going to experience we are what we did. And, you know, even if it comes... Even if that depression comes, we are going to be way more prepared for this. And so we did some, I almost said prophylactic. That's like a, a dental term. We did some Thanks preventative. Thanks because I have no idea what <laughs> pro-Aflac is. No, that just don't worry about it. We did some preventative therapy <laughs> appointments. <laughs> so okay, you, sorry. I'll move on now. So you went to therapy kind of as a preventative measure. Just, hey, I'm checking in, you know. That was she's pregnant with Nancy. And, yeah, yeah. And like, what should I do? And whatever. She's so. pregnant. What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We, we got lots of laughs in us okay. tonight. Apparently oh, Nancy, sorry. she's pregnant. What do I do? <laughs> we'll show up and anyway, just how to prepare. And so we had talked a lot about that. And so we just did, I mean, I think while I was pregnant, we focused a lot on meditation, getting outside, um, you were incredible with exercise. Yes, I this loved pregnancy, exercise. During I mean, you. The I first like, twenty weeks, I was pretty much in bed or on the couch. Well, but yeah, but after, after I'm that, just, like in general, you're a very consistent exerciser. I would say, and especially during this pregnancy. No, really, it was the last incredible. twenty weeks of the pregnancy. I would say you probably exercised. The least amount you exercise is probably three days a week. Yeah, it but just helped me feel so good. It was usually so more good. than that. Yeah, and it was awesome. And this time around, I actually did get a um, pregnancy like workout app subscription. Shout out Wilma. Yeah, it was with Wilma or with Meg Miles, and it was 
incredible and she just happened to be about the same amount pregnant as i was and she was launching uh, new workouts each week of her pregnancy and so i was kind of able to follow along and it was it was so incredible honestly i was able to feel so strong it just helped me have a better day i still had all the pregnancy aches and pains and everything like that but i was exercising basically right up until she was born and on that note too um use the code nilson at checkout for the wilma app for zero percent off our first major our first major sponsor man sorry i got lots of jokes tonight apparently sorry so yeah so we were doing that and just really communicating a lot i remember we had like all these lists of what we needed to do to be prepared for a baby we did a lot of house projects the nesting the nesting mode was oh man intense. it's real tense it well this time around it was way more intense than any other time and you think so 100 percent. Like and it was all first hindsight. you got super nesty too no i didn't have as much time because i was working i know time, but i feel so. like i remember you doing lots of stuff but yeah this time crazy. it was like pretty intensive not like crazy like stuff, we just had but... a list of like organization project and it was just all the things that we knew were really hard for you the times before yeah. that meal, we wanted we, to work on. I think the on. major ones were meal preps, organization. organization, and like preparing for me with the older kids. Yeah. Like to be with like trying to work one on one with them yeah. most of the time without getting frustrated. Yeah. Not to say like I'm like easily irritable and frustrated all the time. Like let's just clarify that. Like I enjoy being a dad, but oftentimes I can get frustrated and that leads to some mental health struggles sometimes but yeah we, we're rehearsing ahead of time or at least getting prepared for that realistic well not realistic it was it was really real but like for that for sure coming yeah and so if you're thinking if you're gonna have big changes or you've had like an event in the past where you know it hasn't necessarily gone well for you mentally um kind of what I think kind of what our therapist had suggested was like well think of what was so hard and then what can you do to help that so that's while you're in that healthy not sleep deprived state yeah so that's like kind of where those lists came in that's where exercise was just really helpful for me to stay healthy and um so that's kind of where we were at like coming into delivery and now fast forward you know all these months later i actually just had an appointment i have this really great um integrative doctor and so she is an md but she's um, been working with me on like whole body health and it's been really helpful but we were chatting about my mental health and she was just like you know that you wouldn't be where you are if you weren't so mentally healthy like during your pregnancy and I think that's something we've learned even our therapist actually just said that as well the other day like if you weren't so mentally strong and healthy beforehand like you guys would not be where you're at and that's not to say that we are in this like incredible thriving mental state at all because we have been through the ringer (laughs) the last several months but that's to say we are here we are functioning we can be talking about it um and we I would say are doing okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like last time I went to our current therapist, and we could talk a little bit. That's on our our checklist to talk about today too. Is our current therapist and the techniques that she uses. But um, her name is Karen. And last time I went and saw Karen, she even said, "Like, man, I can't obviously because of um, HIPAA. But if you could." 
be a fly on the wall in another session mm-hmm. or could just see where some other people are like you would feel so good about where you're at and i i say that humbly and like she meant it in a good way it's not like comparison mm-hmm. like in that regard but like just like in the sense like and again not puffing ourselves up saying that we're in a great mental spot because like it's just even we... still we are trying to like maintain and make sure like like just recently like i've noticed like or mostly Alyssa's noticed that i've yeah. been like showing some signs of like some possible depression and like we're more acting on that being very proactive and so no we're not perfect we don't have this perfect mental health of feeling you know in the state of zen 24 7 but i feel like (laughs) we have an acute awareness of where we're at we talk about it openly um and it's not something that we shy away from which has been immensely helpful yeah and it's taken time to even get to where we're at now too we started therapy five and a half years ago and we have been in therapy on and off sometimes weekly sometimes bi-weekly sometimes monthly we've taken months off it's kind of varied over the last like five and a half years but we have been working on this for literally years and so that's why we're here sharing these things and sharing these positive outlooks that our therapists and doctors are currently giving us because we have put in so much time and that's why we feel um really just pushed to share this is you know hopefully you can go a little less time and hear these ways to like prepare and help yourself so that maybe you can kind of have these tips and tools in less than five years yeah i feel like a huge piece of mental health is preparation like nancy has explained it before like i don't know if she did this because she knows i like sports or it's just a really good analogy but like athletes have practice a ton of practice and it's all in preparation for the game right and so she's talked about how taking care of yourself ahead of time and like doing daily meditation or gratitude journals or just some sort of mental health exercise like that's your practice and you got to be ready for a game and so i think that's something that i've realized over the course of the last several years is how important preparation is it's not just like you learn about it and you're like yep i can do that when i feel depressed or when i feel anxious like no it's a lot of practice in making sure that you know the techniques and skills you know the quote-unquote plays that need to be run to be successful against the opponent which in this case is you know depression or anxiety yeah and that that's great and and it's also not to say that there isn't a place for medication no Um, yeah no no no. and a lot of other things too like you've been on medication for a while and we still have our serious ups and downs but the i think the more downs that we have just the more we can try and prepare so i mean you touched on kind of where you've been at recently so can we talk a little bit more about that about me yeah let's talk about me <laughs> so i want to talk about me want to talk about I. No. so he just touched on how i kind of noticed recently he was sort of slipping into a depressive phase um i feel like we i mean especially you as the caregiver have just been in this like really intense adrenaline i don't i wouldn't say fight or flight but fight well, at, at first, fight mostly yeah. i mean it's that flight. same like 
adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. So just taking care of me and taking care of the family and taking care of this new baby and the house and all of While the working things. Still. And, and then, yeah, and then going back to work and I'm still not healthy and taking care of every, any. So you have just been in this like insane, just running, 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 taking care of everything. And truthfully, again, because of our preparation, I feel like you you crushed it. I mean, it you was still keep saying these good things. It was about still me. I really like, hard. I like this segment. Let's bookmark this. And... You still had your times of sobbing and just complete loss. And I mean, it was really, 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 really hard. But and which is a normal human like feelings to have as you go through really hard things. Right. But then for you to be able to come up and out of those was repeatedly really <laughs> impressive. Yeah, like Thank that you. was really incredible. Um, so now here we are six months later and I finally physically am doing much better. I'm finally able to start, you know, making dinner pretty much every night and I'm doing laundry again, like house things, exercising, taking the kids places, really mildly. Yeah. I'm taking the kids out, like kind of just trying to get back into quote unquote normal mom things. And we've gone on solid stretch now without any major medical hiccups. (sighs) Yeah. Emergency room visits or hospital things. And so I think as I've gotten better, I've kind of watched you deteriorate. Take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take a breath and realize like you don't have to take care of everything and everyone right now. And it's almost like your body's just kind of crashing it's kind of like when i was in college and <laughs> at the end of every single semester i swear i would take my final my last final and that next week i would get sick it was like my body was like okay you got this like running running studying staying up super super late all the things stress is super high and then i would take it and i would just be sick and i feel like that's kind of where you have been at the last like couple weeks probably is like yeah. finally just like woof like I don't have to do everything and so I have noticed because of how much we have been through that you just have shown little signs um of kind of slowly moving to talk, depression talk about and signs, I would, yeah signs I, have you seen? I would like to share those just yeah you can you, you can yeah okay. and and I think it's important to note that these are your. like unique to me yeah. like other people could have them but like there's more than just these signs that like yeah. could indicate that yeah. there's some mental health yeah and this is also because we have been through really significant mental health challenges with you that we didn't necessarily see coming and so like hindsight looking back now it's like oh these were the things that were kind of happening before so um, a major one is tiredness, sleepiness, fatigue, fatigue, um, which, you know, as like a parent of three kids and working full time and doing all the things and I mean, fatigue is going to happen. I'm, I'm exhausted right now and here we are just crushing it, but it just, it's normal, but it, it gets different for you. Like you have a harder time getting out of bed in the morning, um, you fall asleep just hanging out on the couch in the daytime you are a little bit more sluggish to like want to really go do things mm-hmm. um so i started noticing that that i mean that's been the biggest one that's recently. like the huge indicator for me yeah and then also just like struggling i mean i kind of just mentioned this but struggling to want to like do things and to take care of yourself too like you have a really low motivation 
in regards to like wanting to take care of yourself, like for example, exercising or eating or whatever, you kind of just feel overall gloomy. Kind of like to heck with it all. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like you've noticed in yourself like those same things? Yeah, I would a hundred percent agree. Like I've seen those and just I think it's easy for me to be like, okay, like I can work through it. Like I'm just kind of tired. Like it's easy for me to write it off as like normal, like you were mentioning, like normal fatigue or like normal tiredness, whatever you want to call it. But like when I actually take a moment to reflect and like analyze it a little bit more, I'm like, uh, this is, this is different. And like, I already knew it before you even brought it up and you like kind of like kickstarted me again. Like, Hey, like you got this thing, like, what can I do to help? Um, and I'll just mention too, you've been amazing and it's been an acquired skill too. Years. Guys, but we're like talking years in the making, but like, and Alyssa, still working. Sorry. But Alyssa knows exactly how to, I wouldn't say exactly. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly, but she's definitely learned more so over the years since we started therapy, like how to help me help myself. Mm -hmm. I think for the longest time you tried to like take it upon yourself to like rip the covers off me and say, let's get up, let's go. Like be your cheerleader, be a cheerleader, (laughs) which is great. And if that works for some people, it does. But for me, that would just make me, irritated with her like i'd be like no like give me the covers like no i'm fine i just need to sleep or no i'm fine i just need to stay inside but like you've learned how to walk it's a delicate line to walk like that Mm -hmm. balance is tricky like of wanting to like encourage and motivate but like also like not bug or irritate like motivate don't irritate let's put that on a (laughs) t-shirt yeah and it still is pretty clumsy effort sometimes on my part i mean this just happened last weekend where i don't even can't i don't remember what happened exactly i do but we we don't have to talk about it (laughs) so like something had happened and we were just like really frustrated with each other and we just were not on the same page and it was just a really grumpy mood in our house between the two of us and i probably said some stupid stuff and we were just I just couldn't figure out like what my feelings were and um my problem is never like I don't ever uh I talk too much I guess so sometimes like I just say too many things um in an effort to figure out how I'm feeling so that's something we've realized is the more that we've worked on as a family just like verbalizing how we're feeling describing it yeah um is that we can eventually get to the root what our root feelings are so that's what happened this weekend is i was just saying all these things and i i was feeling really scared and frustrated and angry and i didn't really know exactly why and so the more that we kind of hashed it out uh talked it out discussed it out um we... cordially discussed we, we didn't yell we never yell at each no, other but we just 
I uh, locked him in a bathroom away from the kids. And oh, we, my gosh. And he, with, with her in there. She didn't lock no, me yeah. in there. We were in there together. <laughs> we I locked you in. You can't come out until she you tell me She cornered me, and she put on a little baby hat and tried to be all funny. Whatever. That doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it was just... Anyway, so we had a long chat, and finally, after talking about all the feelings, I realized, like, you know what? I'm just really concerned about you right now. Um... I'm worried about just this, this, and this, and I want you to feel healthy and happy and and strong, and I see you kind of going down this road of possible, like, signs of depression, and we need to be on top of it now, and this needs to happen, and I need this plan from you. Kind of, that sounds really demanding. I don't know. It's probably a little bit, but... (laughs) I mean... So, I think what it comes back to is, like, the importance of, like, making sure you're getting to the point of what you're talking about. And like, communicating and out of love. Communicating clearly and communicating, yeah, communicating out of love is huge. Like, because it would have been so easy for her to come home. She was out hiking. She came home. and Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? Oh, crap. I brought it back up. <laughs> We're going to have to discuss this off air. Just kidding. No, it was... It would have been very easy for her to, like, if we weren't discussing it or breaking it down or getting to the root cause of, like, the feelings, it would have been, this. the discussion would have been, what the heck, I'm mad that and frustrated that you watched football all morning with our boys. And that would have been the end of it. You just laid on the couch. I just laid on the couch and watched football with our boys all morning. Like, but that progressed into, like, I wish you would have spent quality time with them and that was me saying oh well football with my boys is quality time with me and we don't have to get into the details but eventually after like literally talking out loud about it and kind of being impatient and frustrated with each other we got to the root cause where finally I think through tears you said I'm just worried about you and your mental health Mm -hmm. and so looking back at that experience like yeah it was frustrating like yeah I felt kind of attacked at first like for watching football and it would be really easy for me to be like oh my nagging wife didn't want me to watch football like that's so dumb but like no we got to the root cause of it which was you were concerned about me like it wasn't like I was just watching football you thought I was watching football to avoid activity in Mm -hmm. another sense or so that I could lay on the couch and sleep while the boys watch the tv but like at the end of the day it was like you were just legitimately concerned about me and once i was able to see that like that was huge and i was able to see the concern that she had the love that she had and it was much more than you're dumb for watching football yeah because that's not true (laughs) no so so that's kind of just obviously a really recent experience with us so what are some of the things that i mean you were just showing me right before that you've kind of laid out for yourself already the last couple of days i've seen huge improvement from you and i'm super proud of you so kind of just lay out there like yeah. what you feel like is starting to work and i mean it's like a work in progress obviously. it is it's always a work in progress i think each one of us as people we are works in progress obviously um but for me i long to be a morning person i long to wake up at five thirty and begin working out and just have this huge productivity morning filled with solving all these problems, whatever. 
I, I can't do that. And it's not realistic for me to like go from one extreme of like struggling to get out of bed to them be like, okay, I'm going to start Monday getting yeah. up at five thirty. It's not sustainable. It's not like I've done that before. Like where I've said, this is what I'm going to do and I'll do it for a day to maybe a week, but then it just like fizzles off. But what I've discovered in the last couple of days, and obviously it's only been two days, so it's not like official, but like my prime time for exercise is like afternoon. Like, and unfortunately, like that's not the most convenient time, mm-hmm. but I've been able to exercise like end my work day like an hour early at like four o'clock and exercise at my work office. There's a gym and I've been able to get a good workout in yesterday and today um, being Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday. Um, And so I still want to wake up in the morning, but like it's really hard for me for whatever reason to move and be active in the morning. And when I am some people that like wakes them up and helps them to me. me. Yeah. Like Alyssa (laughs) to me, like I said, I would love for that to be me, but it's not. When I like wake up and work out, I end up feeling like I wasted time because I didn't work out as effectively or, you know, efficiently as I could have. And then it just ends up me being mad at myself the rest of the day. So what I'm going to do and try to do is wake up still early, but like immediately get ready for the day, like shower and get ready for the day. Cause showering at least for me, like it helps me wake up like it, like not even a cold shower. I'm not into like the cold <laughs> shower. Like, heck no, I don't like cold, but just getting up and starting like doing some like scripture study, like gospel study for a church and like praying, meditating, um, just being up and productive in the morning, not necessarily in like the physical exercise but sense, spiritual and mental. but spiritual and mental being, yeah. doing things that I know I need to be doing to help me that don't require me to move and be active in that sense. Like I'm discovering like, Hey, this might yeah. be what works for me. Yeah. And so that's kind of my plan for now. Yeah. It's kind of like a long winded answer, but <laughs> it's okay. No, which I think is great. And I think knowing like just when works best for you is going to be the most productive and the most helpful. Um, so that's kind of where you're at. Um, I can give a little update on my mental health. Um, yeah. I mean, just like you shared how you've been noticing me mm-hmm. and like the steps you've taken. Is it okay if I yeah. share? <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel like you obviously have been on a roller coaster of emotions the last six plus months. And like, Some trauma and PTSD is included in that roller coaster. Well, yeah, an all-encompassing yeah. roller coaster, not yeah. just like an emotional. Sorry, you know what I mean. But, yeah. um, and I feel like that continues still. It's not like all of a sudden like you're better and you're just you know happy-go-lucky. I feel like you've learned to keep the lows from being so low mm-hmm. and the highs from being so high. You enjoy the highs, obviously, like you want to soak in those moments, but like when the lows come or like when you're triggered by something that makes you think of something during the last six months, mm-hmm. I feel like you are able to curb that a little bit better. Still might have tears, still might need a big hug and a bowl of ice cream, whatever, but I feel like you've kind of 
like we're less extreme mm-hmm. in nature yeah and that's not true. to like say that we don't have moments still but i feel like overall like our trend line is like moving in a positive direction and we're like experiencing less outliers of yeah. emotion yeah that sounds cool psychologically <laughs> like we're experiencing less outliers of extreme emotions <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that, is that fair? Is that yeah. like, and I noticed especially recently when you've been able to like be physically active more. And again, that's not like the same level of activity you were at prior to all this, but like just the simple act of being engaged in a physical oh, activity, it just I feel like me. completely changes your mentality. It's is that serious. fair to say? Yes. Is that accurate? I, I have been asked this a handful of times um, by people who, I mean, like even you who, Exercise isn't necessarily like this incredible thing that you notice immediately like changes your mental health for the better. For me, that's just how I have felt for a long, long time. You've um, got like I... some crazy weird nerve <laughs> endorphin connection so, to your mind yeah, or something. So exercise for me is purely for my mental and obviously physical health, but mo- like truthfully exercise just helps my mind so much i it's not a chore to you at all i i mean i mean it's no, hard yeah, it's not like it's easy agree. but it's like something... it's not a chore it's not like a cad okay, no check that it's off something that i thoroughly enjoy doing and so that was really really hard for me at the beginning of all this because i i mean when i came home from the hospital i couldn't even really walk up or down our stairs And so this has been a huge challenge for me because I have never been so confined. Yeah, like just physically incapable, I guess. And so it's been a really huge challenge. And I remember telling you over and over again, like I was told very specifically by my doctors, I needed to get into trauma therapy. Like that was a very specific, um, strong suggestion and i just kept telling you i was like until i feel physically better i cannot tackle the mind i'm just i don't i'm not ready for it like physically i am just in pain from head to toe constantly it was so miserable and i was like i cannot go sit in therapy and then start working on my mind like i have to be somewhat better physically first and so I do. I know you did kind of push me like still physically. I was not great. I remember still walking into my first therapy appointment pretty slowly. Like I was still taking the elevator. <laughs> yeah. I was, oh, well, like that was, that mental, was phys- oh, no, I'm talking, talking about mental about, health. Uh, okay. So, but yeah, I did have to take the elevator, but, um, but I remember you did kind of push me to get into mental health therapy. So the reason why we started with when she says push, let's just clarify it it was, it was a, a loving, loving push yeah, like yeah, i wanted 100%. to get that thing care of it was not like because you get could your see, butt into there because like, you could see how how beneficial that would be well how you. not okay i was right like correct. i was crying almost well, every hour for sure every day but like almost every night before bed like i was just, i was not okay at all and so we started with this new therapist because it was recommended specifically that um I and we try out trauma therapy, which um, specifically was recommended called EMDR. I don't know what it stands for. You can look it up if you want to. But Eye movement. Oh, desensitization. 
refraction. You keep talking. I'll look Reflect. it up. Anyway. Um, and so I started with this therapist. And honestly, the beginning with her was just a lot of talk. So he just looked it up. Eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And so at the beginning with her, it was just like a lot of talk, like me just talking through everything that happened and just trying to process like all of this insanity that had just happened. And then it was really hard in therapy because I would go and we would start making progress and then I would end up back in the hospital. And so we would have to then like rehash everything that just happened in the hospital. And like, I realized all these triggers that I had that gave me severe anxiety that I didn't even realize were these like health triggers. And so then we'd start working on those. And then I ended up back in the hospital and then in the ER and then I had to have surgery and I, it was just so many things. Like we kept having all of these like 20 steps like back. Just when things started to feel like they were going to be better, it was like, we'd take like, all of our progress away yeah it was really really tough so therapy was just exhausting and really hard i mean it still is but it was just it was hard because i didn't feel like we were making any progress really looking back i was definitely improving but each time i got readmitted to the hospital my anxiety just was worse like this third hospitalization that i had just a couple months ago they actually um i was medicated pretty well the first like couple days there because I had a couple little panic attacks and I was just, I was not okay. And so they luckily helped me out with some anxiety meds to just calm me down to help them do some procedures and things like that. Um, so, you know, not against medication here, but, but yeah. So finally, once I stopped being readmitted to the hospital, it's kind of felt like we've, been slowly kind of moving forward and these terrible things that we have to go and talk about in therapy. Um, so we've been doing the EMDR. You've been doing it as well with mm-hmm. her. Do you feel like it's been helpful? Yeah. Like you've processed it pretty well. Yeah, I, I would say so. Like, I feel like there will still be things that come up for years probably that I'm like, Oh, didn't yeah. realize that that was like a trigger. Like, like one major thing that I've like I don't know if I've worked through entirely but like seeing a helicopter seeing helicopters even just a helicopter in the air like whenever I see a helicopter like for a split second I get a twinge of like it's like the weird like you sometimes see in like movies or it's like like a quick like lightning like somebody like holds their head because it like hurts because they're seeing like this flashback i get that (laughs) kind of like weird like seeing you get flown away in the helicopter and like if i'm not prepared for it like it definitely catches me off guard and like i can feel the tears coming like that moment of watching you fly away like that hits hard yeah so like i feel like there's little things that i'll probably discover for years yeah Which truthfully, I mean, this is my opinion, but that's like what makes us human. Like we, we all, we all go through. We can figure everything out in a few sessions of therapy. Like there's always going to be triggers, always going to be things that you can't foresee. And that's what like therapy is for to help you not necessarily identify every single thing, but to like give you the tools (laughs) and to give you like the knowledge that you need so when those triggers do come up you're like oh okay 
I feel the tendency to like feel super anxious right now or to have a panic attack, but like, oh yeah, like I know how to process this or I know kind of like the steps to take. Yeah. Yeah. But my, and my feeling too about that and just hard things that we all go through too is that it then becomes a reminder of kind of where you're at currently. So, I mean, we just, I just shared this on our Instagram the other day that we were sitting in this outdoor concert and a life flight helicopter flew by. But so we have this like terribly scary memory of me being flown away on this helicopter, honestly not knowing if I would still be alive in 10 minutes. Um, but now like sitting there together is like, we can look at that one, say a prayer for that person in the helicopter and two, just be full of so much gratitude that I am alive and that I'm here. So these hard things that we go through, once you go through the therapy and, um, it's, it's not like the therapy is taking away the pain because we still feel a lot of the pain, but it's, it just allows you to be able to see, like, I remember, and I was a few sessions into therapy and I was just sobbing about how terrible the hospital is and how terrible the ICU is and how much I hated it there. And there, it was just so painful. And, um, my therapist just looked at me and she's like, eventually you will be able to look at that hospital and think about the doctors and the people there and just be so full of gratitude that they saved your life. And I would say I'm moving in that direction now. And I was so angry when she said that. I was like, how could you say that? I hate that place. They just put me through hell. And it was just so painful. Um, But she was right. And here we are now several months later. And it's like we can, we still feel that pain. Like it still hurts really bad. It's also pretty fresh too. Yeah, yeah. We're still only a few months out. But it's just like, yes, I can look at that and be full of gratitude that I I'm alive and that they saved my life. Um, but the hardest thing for me mentally right now, and something that I have quite honestly just avoided is trying to process the fact that I had an emergency hysterectomy and that we won't have any more children. So that's now what I'm currently working on in therapy. It is terrible. Um, I hate going to therapy I still go, but it's not comfortable at all. I essentially cry the whole time I'm there. Um, And the rest of the day is actually really hard for me because I feel like trying to... drained. Yeah, I feel like trying to process that and talk through it and everything. Um, I come home and my brain is just done for the day. Like I just, yeah, I just have no more emotional energy to spend on our kids and... So that's also part of healing is it's just so hard because you have to find the space to be able to push yourself, but also find the space to be able to let yourself breathe and heal. I actually texted my therapist this morning and I said, I really need a break tomorrow. Um, Can we try doing every other week for a little bit? Because my Wednesdays have just been torture like mm-hmm. i just for i mean for weeks now not even just the hysterectomy stuff for for weeks now wednesdays are just leading up to me feel anxious yeah, and... they just deplete me and that's not to say that they aren't helpful because like i can say the word hysterectomy now without crying so i mean we we've definitely moved in the right direction um and so that's why i still want to go because i know that it's helping me 
But I also don't want anybody here to think like, oh, they've done therapy for so long. It's so easy. Like therapy is really, really hard and it's messy and it is not just like cut and dry. Like, oh, you go to therapy and you get better because that's not true. It takes work on your part. It takes support from other people. I mean, you have been so incredibly supportive to me through all of this because I would not be able to do it without you, truthfully. Um and so therapy is not just like, oh, the quick answer, go to therapy and you'll be better. Like it takes all of these things that we've talked about, having a support system, having like finding a routine for yourself, finding spirituality, finding time to move your body into, we haven't even talked about like eating healthier, the foods that you fuel your body with and things like that. But that's also really important to us too. So that's kind of where we are at. I don't think we really had much else to touch on do you have anything else to say here at the end no i think just last thought when you were talking about how eventually like the grief or even like the triggers can turn into gratitude i think that is one of the end goals of therapy like there's obviously a lot of goals associated with with therapy but with trauma therapy specifically i think for us in our case the one of the goals is to turn that trauma into gratitude which even right now saying that out loud i'm like (laughs) no like that's not gonna happen like no but we're not quite there but i think that's what we want to work toward is me seeing a helicopter and instead of clenching up and feeling like i'm gonna cry because my wife almost died seeing that helicopter and instead thinking, wow, I'm so grateful that um, life flight is a thing, that there's the nurses, nurses, that there's doctors, like, yeah. just, like, feel that gratitude. I was just listening to a podcast the other day that talked about, like, it, everything is how you frame it. It's, like, the example they gave, instead of, like, just going out to eat, like, and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to chilies like it's like we aren't we so lucky we got to go to chilies and like that totally changes your experience and so like that's what i think right now i'm working toward personally yeah. is like having that frame like frame sure. shift and seeing a helicopter and thinking so grateful that those are somebody invented helicopters yeah. and so yeah and it's a work in progress like i said like this therapy process is a working process and we as people like we're constantly changing and trying to get better and so i am a work in progress like Alyssa is a work in progress like that's just why we're here and the progress is up and down and forward and backwards and like leave it's like all over the place like it's not linear it's not it's it's just if you're looking at a graph it's like a a a saw sawtooth um why can't i think it's just squiggly lines forward it's Gosh, just all the dang things it. i'm not a handyman i can't think of the tool saw 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 <laughs> a saw it's got the <laughs> yeah but all the directions anyway we just we really we're really passionate about this i mean when we started sharing about our mental health a few years back i mean this is just something we really felt really strongly like inspired i don't know pulled push to to share and so we hope as you go through whatever it is that you're going through that you can find any sort of help here you can find some good recommendations that might help and if anything just to know that you're not alone 
also what I was just gonna say there's power in in community yeah I think mental health struggles so often isolate you and just cause you to feel like you are just alone in a bubble but that's that's how I felt at like the deepest darkest moments yeah. of my mental health when we had the inspiration like we need to be sharing this story yeah. and I think that there's power in community I'll leave it at that yeah yeah, so thank you guys for being here and for listening to these sensitive conversations and tricky ones that we're having here. We're still figuring out how to have these tricky conversations with each other, but we hope that as we share more that we can keep learning. I feel like the, these this is always helpful for us and that you guys can keep learning and to as we all just strive to find the joy in, in the hard things, I I mean, I, one thing I'll leave it with this is something I talked about in therapy this last week is you can hold two different feelings at the same time. And that's a really tricky thing to figure out, but you can hold grief and you can hold joy at the same time. So as you know, I might be, well, I am grieving that we will not have any more children. I can also be filled with joy with the three children that we have. And those two things can be held at the same time. You're literally describing a scene from the movie Inside Out. I'll just leave it at that. You have joy and yes, sadness in the it. same go core memory. Inside Out because that's literally where we're at. So we will leave it with that and just know that we are here to support you and love you. Love the Nelsons. Love the Nelsons.